All right, guys, welcome to episode three of the greatest podcast in the history of the known universe. It is the Falcon cast with me, Fred Fowler. Uh, unfortunately, today we are not going to have AJ Hoffman. And I know a lot of people kept saying, oh, I wish you guys would do this every day. And it's like, he's got a real job. And every now and then he has fires to put out. And guess what? That's what he's having to do today. And so he won't be joining us. But I'm working on a couple of other guests to jump on. Uh, lawyer Dave's back in town, so I'm ho hoping to have him come on, catch you up with uh, what he's been up to, and uh, you guys can comment on the Twitch and weigh in any way you want, and I'll be happy to uh, uh, include you. You guys can guest host with me today. It'll be fun. And uh, But AJ will be back next week. He's always going to be here on Thursdays at uh, 4 o'clock, and you know we'll do about an hour, sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little less. It just depends, uh, but unfortunately, don't have him today. Uh, but I will let you know when we start having people jump in. And uh, first off, I want to thank everybody who's been supporting the podcast. You know, most of all our advertisers, but uh, all of you, it's so much fun to see all our old friends from the Blitz days get on the Twitch and comment and, you know, hit me up on Twitter later when they've listened to the pod. And uh, so far, everybody seems to be enjoying it. There's a lot of ways to support this if you want to. Uh, first off, if you want to advertise, we've got room for one more premium advertiser. We also have room for a few more smaller ones. Uh, but you go to the Falconcast at yahoo.com. Make sure you put the in front because I don't know what you're going to get with that other guy who's just Falconcast. Uh, there is a Falcon on there, but yeah, it, it's fri it frightens me. Uh, or, you know, if you just want to support the show and, and keep us on air, uh, it's the Falconcast at paypal.com and every little bit helps. And I know a lot of people have asked, hey, how can I help? I can't really advertise. I don't have a business. And, uh, you know, so that's how you can do it. The Falcon, Falconcast at PayPal.com or just email me at the Falconcast at Yahoo.com. Um, Jared's already saying good afternoon, Falconers. You know, I've thought about that. Um, I don't think I can hold all you guys on my arms. You know, like the weird dude from Game of Thrones had the Falcon. Uh, the one who was still nursing at the age of 14 and I'm totally blanking on his name, but, uh, yeah, that's not a, that's not a bad one. We need a name for you guys. I mean, we've always had names and we've created a community and you're always going to be blitzers, right? Uh, that's never going to change, but, uh, wanted to get into a, a little poker to start off and, you know, we have a couple games that, uh, yeah, a little, little Robin, that's who it was. Um, thank you. Uh, be uh thank you anyway um we have a couple little games that you know i play in town sometimes and one of them i started and um it was uh we do it's a small scale game right it's 25 cent 50 cent but any of you who play those kind of games know late at night when everybody's drinking the pots get, get can get more like a one three and so i played last night and we do wednesday at the maple leaf and monday at pj's and it's a good crowd. So if you guys are in town and looking for a fun game, well, it's been a fun game. We've, we've had a couple of uh, less desirable people. Yeah, that's, that's being too nice. We had a couple jerks show up. And, you know, the rule that I always had for the Monday game is we had one rule, don't be an asshole. And um, so there's a couple of guys when they show up, I don't play. Uh, I just sit at the bar with my friends and say hello to everybody. But uh, for the most part, we had, we had two full tables last night. Sometimes we get up to three. And, uh, you know, one about a hundred bucks, which for 25, 50 is, is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, and it, it's funny cause I'm, 
I'm, I usually take away a little money from those games. And a lot of times we try to do instructional. We try to help each other out. There's a couple of new people who just don't like that. Say, well, there's plenty of rooms out there for you, man. Uh, but, you know, otherwise, uh, it was a lot of fun. Did the Maple Leaf last night and uh, didn't get home until about 2 in the morning. Tried my new no drinking after 8 in a public place thing. And actually, I've actually pushed it back to 9 because the game doesn't start until 8. And it worked well. I actually cut myself off at nine o'clock. And I was—I'm old, so I was tired at the end. But it was—it uh, was a lot of fun. And nice to get back into it a little bit. Uh, I am going out for a senior tournament in December. It's the same one I played last year. Missed the money by five spots. And I hate—they call them senior tournaments. I mean, what about veteran tournaments? What about that? That sounds better, right? Senior makes me feel old. Look, old. I'm old, and I feel older and older every day. So. Uh, yeah, I think uh, um, I, I guess I'll have to live with senior. But uh, I think it was Chuck D who mentioned uh, we should do another uh, charity poker tournament online. Uh, I might do that. I might put that together if there's enough interest. It's uh, the thing about it is that it is uh, it's a three person job. The ones we put on during COVID, so I'd have to get some help on it. It's like because you have to have one person collect the money. You have to have one person make sure they get invited into the room. Uh, and then, you know, I have to figure out the payoffs after that. So it's um, it's a lot of work. But, you know, if we can find the right cause, then definitely. And I, I'm going to tell you about a great cause right now. The uh, block off August 26th on your calendar. We had a meeting about this Monday night. The Friends of the Phoenix are, are, are running this thing. And just nice people. They do a lot of good stuff. Uh, what we're going to do, uh, it's not going to be at the Phoenix on Westheimer. They've got some property over on Navigation where we can do it inside. How about that? Because I was thinking, you know, if I'm my band's playing at 930 outside, uh, I'm probably dying before the end of the set. And you guys could bet on that. And, you know, we'll, we'll take a rake. But uh, no, uh, it'll be August 26th. I'll have the actual address for you here very soon. And uh, this is uh, for a, a young man who was paralyzed from the waist down from a car accident. And he's in a wheelchair now. He's a single parent of a nine-year-old. He can't work. So they're going to raise money for him. They got some of the best chefs in the city coming uh, to set up. And you can get food there. Uh, the We're also going to have, uh, uh, we're going to have, pick me events there to take photos and I'm working on getting some celebrities there that you can get your photo taken with, uh, depending on who's in town. Right. And that money will go to raise for the cause. And, uh, our, uh, we'll have a four bands playing, including a mariachi band that'll open up and then dead money will close the show. And, uh, it, it's just, uh, going to be a great event and there'll be an opportunity to buy, uh, memorabilia that we can donate all this, all this stuff that we're going to do to raise money. And it'll be a great time. And, you know, I always call these the farewell tour because I don't know how many shows I have left in me, you know, because I'm old. I, I could die at any minute. But uh, in the meantime, go check out the Phoenix on Westheimer. I was there yesterday. Uh, the staff is fantastic. Uh, Camilla, Derek, uh, Bailey, Liz, all of them. I, I just uh, it, it, it's just a good vibe. It's the best soccer bar in the city. Uh, they'll have the CONCACAF Gold Cup finals. No U.S. Thanks, U.S. for that. Uh, but they're going to do a cool thing with the Women's World World Cup, uh, which will be July 20th through the August 20th. Uh, they'll be open for all the games, regardless of the start time. 
they'll have the kitchen open, but they have to stay within TABC hours for alcohol. But it, it's just a great, great place, man. And uh, go check it out. And you probably will see me there a lot of afternoons because I go over there to do work when Kira's driving me nuts, which she was before the show. But thankfully, I have a friend who takes her over to PJ's while I do the podcast. And Kevin says, you've been saying that for 15 years. Yeah. But it is different when you get to a certain age, man, because all everything hurts. You know, like the dog pulls me too hard and then my back is screwed up for a week. And uh, it's just, you know. I, I, I can I can see the end from here. I'll just say that. And uh, if you guys are interested in just talking about that Phoenix thing, at some point I'll post the song list in the chat so you can you guys can see what we're up, uh, up to if, if you're interested. But uh, anyway, go check that place out. It's fantastic. And uh, man, little little sportsy stuff here. Oh, I, I have a before I get to the sports. Can I, I can I just vent for a second? I have gotten spoiled. Netflix was the original thing that did this right where they drop a whole season and you binge watch it i'm like okay you know i've gotten used to it i love it now i wait if i kind of only barely into a show i just sort of wait until it's over and then i binge it well two of my favorites i know i got a lot of witcher fans in here i mean if you're on twitch and you're not a fan of witcher but uh they I, i was i was so excited to see that the new season was out and i start watching it and it's five episodes. It's like a half a season. And then now I got to wait until August for the other half. What the hell? And then they did it to something else, which also really bothered me. Lincoln Lawyer. I don't know if you guys have been in on that, uh, but really good show that I enjoy quite a bit. Uh, first season was fantastic. Uh, and it's not like the movie, but it's more like the original books by Michael Connelly. And, you know, who also did Bosch. But... I, I really like the show. Guess what? Same thing. Five episodes. I'm like, are you bleeping kidding me? Netflix, that's not what made you Netflix. Do what you do best. And you know, it, it, just drop me the whole season, please. Because that's what I want to hear. All right, I want to get to a little bit of sports because uh, some weird odd move today. Uh, yeah, that's, and I mentioned they did that to Ozarks last season. Yeah, that, but that wasn't. Netflix, was it? Maybe it was. But uh, got any DeAndre Hopkins fans out there? There's a huge shift in the odds today. He was favored to go to the Patriots. And apparently, he is now minus 300 to go to the Tennessee Titans. He was plus 500. Now he's down to minus 300. Um, I, I think he would be, I mean, I don't think the Titans are going to be any good. But he'd be a good addition for him. I mean, they haven't had a good receiver since they traded away their best one uh, and basically got a warm bucket of spit back for it. But, uh, you know, I, I, I could see that happening. I think he's uh, – uh, they, they actually got down to 175 at point, one point. Now it's minus 300 or minus 175. So it would be interesting to see where he winds up. Uh, you know, I, I, I still like the guy. Uh, I, I never had any issues with him. So, I mean, he always played hard when he could get on the field. Um, and he's a great 50-50 ball guy. So, we will see. Um, the uh, other news of the day, guess who's signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers? Uh, 
maybe, maybe they're just looking at 2017 and saying, yeah, I mean, we might have been able to win if we had Jake Marisnik on our side instead of on the Astros side. I kind of think it's funny whenever the teams that, that whine the loudest wind up signing a guy like this. Uh, you know, and Jake got, you know, DFA'd by the uh, Tigers. So um, they signed him, and, you know, maybe he can teach them how to win because they're not very good at it unless it's COVID in the bubble. Uh, Jared says, I enjoy the week-to-week waiting. Having uh, Sonny once a week brings joy. If I binge a show at all, I wouldn't have too much to look forward to. Yeah, I, I'm just one of those people that I want to get to the end, right? And and B. Hannon says, okay, for HBO to do, HBO to do that, but not Netflix. Yeah, I, I um, like sometimes... Like with House of the Dragon, I, I was cool waiting a week and I enjoyed it. And, you know, it's we all most of us olds grew up with appointment viewing like that. Right. And that's why when Netflix came around, it was like, oh, this is for the ADD crowd. But I fell in love with it, which I don't know what that says about me. But, um, yeah, so I believe that the. You know, I, I think there's times to do it. But. You know. On one, like both of those, they dropped the full seasons before. Now you've changed the rules. I'm, I'm not a fan of that. So that's what happens when you get really, really old. You worry about all this kind of stupid stuff. I'm sure if I was still a fine young Southern gentleman, I wouldn't be having any problems. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think I do like both. But this half and half thing, come on, man. You know, what the hell? Whose idea was that? But uh, the other thing that I wanted to get to is uh, from, from the sports world. Is I, I want to get your opinion on Twitch. What do you, you think is going to happen with Shohai Otani? Um, yeah, they, they haven't won a damn thing with him, right? But you, can you really not try to get that guy signed? And it is funny that they've got maybe the two best players in baseball – at times, off and on, and they can't win a damn thing. And I get fooled every year. I mean, every year. I get the, uh, oh, I, I think the Angels are going to be pretty good. And I, I don't know what you would give up knowing that it's only going to be a rental. So if you do trade him, you got to send him somewhere where they're going to sign him to a $400 million contract. And, um, you know... <laughs> Jared's right. With the waiting week to week, Fred, you sound like you're just worried you won't be around for the end of the season. Uh, yeah, you're 100% right. Uh, I, I am not, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I've been saying this for 15 years, but it's just different now. Um, and then Rain Man asking, any interest in the new Justified show? Yes. Well, the only thing that concerns me about that, what made that show great, was the writing. And it was Elmore Leonard was still alive. And then he died right before the end of the season. So he's uh, last. And, you know, I hated the fact that um, that he passed away because he was one of my big writing influences. And almost all the stuff that I've done has been, you know, uh, like my biggest were Stephen King, him uh, and Douglas Adams. And uh, Elmore Leonard said one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard about writing. He says, you know, when you're writing a novel, leave out the parts that people tend to skip. 
And I've always tried to live by that, you know, because the one thing about, you know, as much as I love Game of Thrones on TV, the uh, the books were laborious and it's not fun. I mean, it should be a fun experience. And, you know, that's what he did. That's what Douglas Adams did. And um, yeah, so I'm very interested in it. I'm, I'm glad to see uh, Timothy Oliphant back. Uh, I, I think he's a fantastic actor. Uh, I've loved almost everything he's done. And I even love that Hitman movie where, you know, he, he played in that. But, um, yeah, so I, I will definitely watch that. I mean, I think it's going to be great and, you know, just can't wait. Um, the, uh, the, the Otani thing, just, though, just to get back to that real quick, that is a guy who can change a team, though. I mean, if you put him on the right team where he's around great players, what I would be worried about with him and – you know, it's not my money to spend, so I'll always tell him, hey, go spend the damn money. Um, how long will he hold up? And, uh, you know, the pitching especially. I think it, it, as awesome as it is that he does both of those, uh, it's also a concern because nobody does that. And, you know, how does he hold up? And I've, I've been fortunate enough to – and I'm sure a lot of you have gone to Minute Maid Park because – the Astros play the Angels like 500 times a year, just like the Yankees and Red Sox play. So you've had a chance to go to Minute Maid and actually see him. And, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's amazing. Now, the Astros tend to kick his butt. But, um, yeah, I, I just think it just it, – the worst thing, it just screams like he's going to be a Dodger. Is that what everybody else thinks? I think he's going to be a Dodger. Uh, and, you know – then he'll just get, you know, he's already used to losing. And Drizzle says Otani would fix the Astros this, this season, but that trade will never happen. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. I don't see any way that the Astros would, would get involved in that, uh, and, and even on a rental basis. And they don't have the assets right now. I mean, they've traded so many. They've got to rebuild that farm system. They lost the two picks. And, you know, that, that they could have used certainly. And when you go back and look, I mean, the moves they made got them to the World Series. Uh, so I don't have any complaints about anybody they traded, uh, even to get Zach Grinke, because that helped them in 2019. And, um, you know, they don't win in 2017 if they don't trade some of those cats. But, yeah, that one just it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And I, I also wonder, if, and the thing is, the two teams that you would say, oh, yeah, these guys will jump right on him. It'd probably be the Mets and Padres. And guess what? They're not doing very well. Either one of them. And I know they would spend the money. I, I don't uh, I don't doubt that at all. But um, I also want to get a little college football talk. And I know we got some uh, LSU fans out there. And, and AJ touched on this a little bit, over nine and a half wins. Um, I, I really think this team is going to be very, very good. And boy, how good is it to be an LSU fan right now? You, know, you, you go win a baseball championship. You uh, <coughs> after losing twenty four to four, and then you have two players go one two in the major league draft. And you know LSU's always had a great baseball program, and they're, they're one of those teams when they get to the College World Series, I'm going to find a way to bet on them because they usually finish. And uh, they did this year. I actually bet them the day after they lost twenty four to four because it just looked like a team that was trotting out homeless dudes to pitch and just get through the game and then be ready to win game three. And that's what they did. Um, but from a football perspective, you know, I know Brian Kelly is weird. 
you know, the, the dancing, the fake accent from someone who's never done a fake accent anywhere, I, I have to say. Uh, but no, the, the fake accent, all that stuff's just weird. But the man can coach. And, you know, AJ and I talked about this a little bit last week. What he did at Notre Dame was actually pretty remarkable. Uh, Notre Dame was happy to see him go. Uh, they're not going to be happy in two or three years. They're going to be back to being, oh, we had a great season at Notre Dame. We won eight games. And I, I think that uh, he's just, he's really good at putting a team together. And I think he'll be, uh, I'll be and you get to LSU, man, you can recruit with anybody. Well, maybe not Jimbo buying all his players, but they also coach him up down there. Uh, but they do great. Yeah, it, yeah, LSU won the women's championship, too, in basketball. Which, you know, I, I don't really count that. But, hey, it's a win. And, uh, yeah. the uh, But that, that school's doing really well. I'm, I'm really curious to see what uh, UT's going to do this year. Uh, I, I, this is the year they kind of need to make a step. And I know Sark said a lot of nice things about Quinn Ewers and that he, he could easily be a first-round pick, which I'm seeing that a lot of places. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there. I'm interested to see what happens at A&M. They need, uh, they need one of these guys to step up and be an elite quarterback. And with Jimbo changing his offensive coordinator, uh, Petrino is, is a really, really good offensive mind. But how much of that is Jimbo really going to give up? He's just going to flash that national championship ring from uh, Florida State and say, oh, I like this play call. But they need to, to spread that offense out and become more explosive. Uh, you know what? Uh, Nick Saban had to do it. Took a great team to an even greater team. And this is where the game is going. And so they need to do that. And then UH, um, you know, I'm, I'm really concerned about them heading into the Big 12. I mean, I think last year's team was – a colossal disappointment and you know and i've had this conversation with dana holgerson he's like well people forget all the positives I'm like yeah i remember some of the positives like winning that game against memphis that was an that was a positive um you know so many things that they did the the two-point conversion to to win at uh, uh utsa i mean those were awesome but then and he's like well but and his point is that they lost all those games by a few points and my point was, well, you, the one game you didn't compete was against a Big 12 team. And, yeah, you almost beat Tech, but Kansas rolled you out of your own building. And that's what concerns me going into this year. And a uh, new quarterback. I mean, I got a great bunch of receivers, but then, you know, McCaskill transfers out of the program uh, after you lost him for a year to a knee injury. So, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know how they're going to do. I'm hopeful, but... I just don't know. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's yeah. Kansas steamrolled him in that game. It wasn't even clean. yeah. And I like Dana. Uh, I do. I occasionally imbibe with him, and um, you know, I want him to do well. But boy, a lot of my UH friends are not on that bandwagon right now. And, and I don't think it was as bad a season, but the quality of play is not going to be the same. And that they're facing, it's going to be a lot harder. And so we'll see how, we'll see how it plays out for the Cougars right now. I'll tell you how something can play out for you. Go see Dr. Linville. 
no anesthesia, just numbing medicine, minimal pain. I'm going to get Dr. Linville on one of these Mondays here. Um, and, and the cool thing about it, I had this procedure done about three years ago. 95 to 99% of the grafts, they take because the grafts are handled and prepared safely. And that's why this procedure is so much better than a lot of the other stuff that's what uh, what's up to, out there. Dr. Linville comes up with an individualized plan for each and every patient. How about this? It's only $4 per graft. Uh, and that's, that's pretty amazing. And uh, if you go to hairspecialisthouston.com, book a consultation, let them know you heard about it on the Falcon cast. Your consult fee will be waived. That's a $150 value. And um, yeah, and he'll, he'll take care of you. Uh, he follows up. Uh, and again, it's, it's an easy procedure. I mean, I, I, I was at work that day. Might not, uh, might not have should have been at work that day, but yeah, it, it, it was really easy. So again, hairspecialisthouston.com and uh, Dr. Linville will personalize everything and you'll get to meet him and it's great. So, um, Rayman says, oh, you schedule for the first season. The SEC is brutal. They may learn the grass isn't always greener real quick. You know, I wonder, and again, this is one that uh, I want to ask you guys about. Are OU and Texas really better off in the SEC? Aren't those brands going to hold up anyway? I mean, I think, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of wish they would have stayed because it's the same thing. Like UCLA and USC have great brands. Does it help? It may help them more to go to the Big Ten. Uh, although it's kind of weird having two LA schools in the Big Ten. But I just wonder about Texas and OU. I just think that they're good enough that they don't need that. Now, I think once they get there, uh, from a competitive standpoint, it's going to be difficult. It really is. Uh, from a brand standpoint, you know, I, I wonder how much they really add to the uh, SEC. I mean, they're, they're big brands, two of the biggest in the country. But you've already got a bunch of big brands in the SEC. So it'll be interesting. Um, you know, the, the reality is if, if the SEC came calling, that would be like if an attractive woman called me and said, hey, come over. Uh, I'm saying yes. I mean, for sure. Really, any woman right now. Uh, but in the USC-UCLA thing, I think it gives the Big Ten markets that they're not in. I mean, the SEC is already in Texas. And... Yeah, you know, it's got a pretty big brand there. So I, I think it helps lock down Texas a little bit, but we'll see how it goes. And I believe that uh, it's going to be interesting when it finally happens. I'm kind of looking forward to this last uh, season of the Big 12, actually. Uh, Chuck says even Janet Reno. Yeah, she's breathing, you know. Uh, and, you know, maybe not even breathing right now. Um, yeah, it's that bad and it's okay. It's okay. Like I said, last week, I've got a lot of friends that I hang out with that are really cool. They're drinking buddy friends and poker buddy friends and karaoke friends. And, you know, I got a dog and I got the hub if I need anything else. And, uh, you know, like I said jar of peanut butter. Just don't don't come make a peanut butter sandwich when you're at my place. I uh, just would warn you about that ahead of time. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get in on the show, uh, you can get on Twitch. Obviously, comment there. Uh, love the interaction today. 
And, um, you know, we, you know, the podcast will be up shortly on Spotify. If you miss most of it, it's, it's, I mean, the, it's the Twitchers that have been really good today. And, um, yeah, so, and hit me up on Twitter at any time. You can do that, uh, as always. And if you forget any of the numbers, like you say, oh, I want to talk to Dr. Linville, then, uh, hit me up on, on, uh, either the Falconcast at yahoo.com or on, on Twitter, and I will get you all of the information. All right, I'm going to bring on a, a guest who offered to jump in and fill in for AJ. It is our good friend Patrick Creighton from Late Hits. What's going on, man? Hey, Falcon, what's going on, brother? Good to see you. You too. Yeah, just uh, doing a little podcast here and uh, appreciate you jumping in. We, we were talking about a couple things. Uh, uh, let's get let's get to some sports. So, you're, so what nights are you still doing now? So I am now Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Ah, so they, so yeah, you, Glenn has moved from Tuesday to Thursday. So I'm on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday from seven to nine on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. All right. So, uh, since you're not on today, what, what would be your big topic today on late hits? I'm uh, probably the Astros starting the second half. And we've been talking a lot about, you know, pitcher versus pitchers versus bats. Uh, where, what kind of bat do you get? Because you, you've heard Dana Brown talking about, oh, we want a left-handed bat. And, well, where you're going to play them, either you're going to get a center fielder who's left-handed or you're going to get somebody who's left-handed and splits left field DH if you go to Alvarez. But you're not getting a left-handed bat that's going to replace Bregman or Pena or Altuve uh, or even Abreu or Tucker. So there's only so many places that you can get a guy. That, uh, positional uh, flexibility matters. So... It's been like let's target a couple of outfielders that we think would fit uh, versus uh, starting pitching. I think they need at least one, maybe two starting pitches. Don't necessarily have to be guys that are, you know, front of the like. We don't necessarily be front of the rotation like Lucas Giolito or a Marcus Stroman type. But you definitely need, uh, say, at least one mid-rotation type guy, guy like Jordan Montgomery from St. Louis. And then say maybe another innings eater because I don't think you can really trust Jose Urquidy uh, to be able to go through the rest of the year completely healthy and pitching like the old Jose Urquidy. Uh, he and Jordan are actually going to start their AAA uh, rehab assignments Friday in Sugarland. And then yeah, I, I've been. I was going to say I wouldn't have been worried about the starting pitching before the season, but guys keep dying. I mean, they could they kind of went seven deep. Well, and that's it. People like there's this revisionist history of, well, the Astros should have signed more starting pitchers in the off season. Well, in the off season, you were walking in with a six man rotation that you expected was healthy. Who were you signing to be the seventh starter? Who is any good that's going to accept the role as a seventh starter? And what get a, a minor league contract, get a minimum salary deal when they can go to literally any other team in baseball and get signed as the number three guy. The, the idea that they should have gone seven, eight deep, like signed two more pitches at free agency, that's lunacy. No team was going to do it. It's revisionist history. It's a fool's argument. It wasn't until February 14th that Lance McCullers had his first setback. Even then, you were still five deep. But you lost Lance. You lost uh, Garcia for the year. You lost Arcadi for multiple months. Like it's It's become no team in baseball is equipped to lose three starters out of the rotation. You, you can't be. 
and they've, they've gone. And look, J.P. France has actually pitched pretty well for them. You know, he's the guy who, for his career, walks nearly five guys per nine innings. And he has been so much better than that at the major league level. It's almost like I, I call it a veteran minor leaguer bump. Guys who are older, you know, Francis 28. He's an older guy. He's toiled away in the minors for probably a decade. He's never gotten a chance. He's always been passed over. He's feeling it right now. This is finally getting his shot, and he's maxing out on it. Brandon Belak is Brandon Belak. One time he gives you a great start, another time he's terrible. He's out of there in three innings. Uh, Renault Blanco loves walking guys and giving up home runs. I feel like you're walking a real, real thin line type rope with him every time he pitches. So getting another guy or, or two to solidify that rotation I think is important. I'd like to see them get another uh, bullpen guy, a guy for the back of the pen. Uh, David Robertson was a, a big target that should, they should have been on target for last year. Mets are terrible. He's probably another available target again this year. He's 37, but he's been a closer. He's pitched in, the, in New York. He's pitched in the World Series. He's a guy who's not afraid of the pressure, and he's still throwing serious gas. Uh, that's, that's the kind of guy I think they should be looking at. Uh, our old friend Brooks Raley, also with the Mets, also likely probably available since the Mets are, what, 17 out of first place? I mean, it's it's been an absolute disaster for the Mets this year, and I would think the guys that they do not have long-term contracts or long-term investments in, like I don't see them moving a Scherzer or a Verlander or uh, a Frankie Lindor or Pete Alonso. But guys who are on one-year deals, who are just older veterans who could be replaced in the offseason, I think those guys, your, your Robertson, your Rayleigh, your Mark Cannas, I think those guys can, can, can be a hand. Yeah, the, the Mets thing's pretty weird. We were talking earlier on, on the pod about Otani, and to me, the two teams that would be really interesting in that would be the Mets and the Padres, but they suck so bad. Uh, how, do you, how do you come up with a package to get him? You know, you've got to be sellers. Uh, I think the Mets need to reallocate how they're going to spend some of that money. And the same thing with the Padres. I mean, the mix just isn't working. They have so much talent. Everybody thought they were going to be amazing. It, it's just it's, it's, not, it's not coming together for whatever reason. And, you know, in New York, people are like, oh, well, it's, you got to get rid of Buck Showalter. So Buck was a genius last year, but this year he's an idiot. Like the, the 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 mindset of oh just fire the manager firing the manager doesn't always get you the results you want sometimes it gets you worse results you know th there has to be accountability to the players and the way there's accountability to the players are you got to move out some of the guys who who were there last year who aren't necessarily performing and you got to replace them with guys who are new and fresh and hungry yeah and, want and photos on the market this year. Yeah, I've seen that speculation. It seems very, very weird to me. Because they can't sell them for cheap. I mean, they gave up a boatload to get them. So if you're if you're going to sell them, you're selling them for the purpose of okay, we don't think we're going to make the postseason. Let's try to recoup as much of the assets that we lost as we can, and then we'll look at reloading in next year uh, and going free agency and trying to trying to replace that bat somewhere else. But he's got what another year left on his contract, I think. Nobody knows whether yeah. or not he's willing to sign with the team or if he thinks he's definitely going to free agency. There's been some, if that guy goes to free agency, he's going to get over $400 million. Well, there's only a handful of teams that are willing to spend that kind of money. So your options are limited. 
And if you're going up against, well, now there's Shohei Otani, and he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, and his market might be $600 million. How many teams are actually in that fight? And this is one of the things, you know, when it comes to the Astros, because Jim Crane is very against long-term deals and big-time money and things like that. But Otani, to me, is the one guy who can be an exception because he's not just a baseball player. He's a mega international brand. And with the whole thing going on with uh, AT&T Sports at Southwest, their parent company trying to get out of the RSN business, the Astros and, and uh, Jim Crane been talking with Tilbert Fertitta about buying the network. If the Astros buy the network and eliminate all the costs that go with having a third-party network administrator, the Astros, because baseball allows this, the Astros can sell their rights internationally. The Astros could have international rights in Japan that they either sell to various television networks in Japan, or they can do what AT&T Sports Center has refused to do, which is create a direct-to-consumer app, which you're seeing done in New York, you're seeing done in Boston, you're seeing done in Chicago. They're, going, they're making their, their apps, they fight for Yes Network. You can just download the app and buy it for 20 bucks, 25 bucks a month. If you could do that with the Astros new network, where you could just buy the app for 20, 25 bucks a month, number one, sorry, Fubo, I'm out. Uh, number two, you could sell that in any country, any market. Shohei Otani is baseball god in Japan. You imagine how many jerseys and hats and Otani stuff they're selling with Astros on it the day they signed Shohei Otani. Whatever, if they paid him 60 million a year, They've made that money up in Japan before they've made a dollar in New York, uh, in, in, in Houston. So once you start branching out internationally with your rights, you're talking about being on that, that Yankees, Dodgers income level, and you're no longer looking up at anybody. The Astros could be that big. Do they want to be is a different question. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. Uh, I, I think that's uh... – you know, that's a big jump in, in knowing how they would do it. They would get rid of some other salary until they started making it. That's kind of how they, they would operate. So I don't like it. And I apologize on the Twitch. I had one of my uh, my coughing fits, and I didn't mute the Twitch. I, I did mute the podcast, uh, so it'll be fine on the podcast. But, uh, yeah, it's related to this, this illness I have, and it, it happens every now and then. So, uh, you know, but thankfully, Pat carried carried most of that segment. So, uh, real quick, because I know uh, before the rug got pulled out from under us, you were doing Texans for us at Gallery Sports. Uh, curious, you know, how you like that and what you think they're going to do this year. Um, I, I, I'm, I am optimistic about the Texans this year. Uh, they got the quarterback that I thought was the best quarterback in the draft. They got the defensive lineman I thought was the best defensive lineman in the draft. They gave us some capital to do it, but they got the, the two – to me, they got the two biggest potential impact players in the draft. And for a team that hasn't hasn't shown that kind of guts, hasn't shown that kind of desire, they look like they are going to be a, 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 an improved team where last year there were just too many games and they were just out of it or the quarterback would fall apart and they would lose games they should have won. I think you're going to have improved quarterback play. I think the running back tandems are better now. Adding Devin Singletary uh, to Damian Pierce, I think, is a huge addition because last year, after Damian Pierce, they had nothing. 
they don't have a number one wide receiver, but they got a lot of guys who are two, three and are capable. And I think they're looking for this relationship between CJ uh, and Nico Collins to take that next step. Those two guys have kind of clicked so far in offseason workouts. I think this is an important year for Nico. If he and CJ can click and he can show he's got at least low end number one receiver potential, it, it changes the outlook for him and what he is. Whereas he fails to have that kind of relationship and that kind of chemistry with CJ, he might not be here next year. So I think that there is there's something to that. But I also think the wide receivers, I, I, I like John Mechie coming back. I'm excited about Tank Dell. I think the offensive line is going to be better. I think the defensive line is going to be better. The coaching should definitely be better. I, I know we thought the coaching was going to be better last year, but the coaching should definitely be better. And I don't think they're going to win 10 games, but I think they've got a shot to win seven or eight and be a lot more competitive this year than they were a year ago, week in, week out and have a real foundation to build on, which they haven't really had the last two years. Yeah, I mean, Levy Smith was basically David Cully with a beard. I mean, they, 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 weren't, they didn't improve at all. And I, I, I do think that if they use Stingley correctly this year, uh, you'll see a big jump from him. No, I, I, I like Sting. I mean, look, look at the receivers he used to go up against practice all the time at LSU, right? I think he's got a tremendous amount of talent and ability. Uh, I'm with you trying to have a guy who's, who's an elite man corner. Let's have him sit back in his zone with three other defenders that don't know how to play zone so that every time he releases somebody across the zone, that guy's wide open because nobody ever bothers to pick him up. H- having him uh, with, with D'Amico and, and a coaching staff where they're going to most utilize his best talents is going to be a big deal for him. I think he's going to be a lot better. I think the secondary overall is going to be better. I think they'll be more aggressive. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I think they'll they'll be better. I just don't know how much. And I'm not sold on C.J. Stroud. I'm just glad that the Will Levis rumors weren't true. That that that's the only reason I'm happy they got him because that guy is a stiff, and you know it, 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 he looks the part. But so does Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I think that's his ceiling. So. Uh, but Stroud, I, I think since he's been here, he's, he's a really good kid, it seems like. And, you know, that's good. But I've always, you know, wondered about Ohio State quarterbacks because those guys are always five, yard, five yards open, their first read guys. And uh, hopefully, you know, he'll be able to, to adjust to the NFL. And if he does, then, yeah, they'll, they'll be a better team. I still think they need another, another high pick. And hopefully the Browns suck so that they'll uh, they'll get one. But uh, yeah, Will Anderson I thought was the best player in the draft. Well, uh, one more thing before you leave. I don't know if you saw this huge breaking news today. LeBron James is coming back for another year. <laughs> We're not on video, so nobody saw you do that. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I mean, look, the idea that LeBron wasn't going to come back when all he's talked about for three years is playing with Bronny. Uh, LeBron's always been coming back. LeBron is going to have that year where he plays with the Sun one way or another. It is going to happen. And he's not going to retire until he plays that year with his son. He's got to have that Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. moment. And then after he plays that year, then I think he'll consider retiring. I don't know. 
I'm not entirely sure how good Bronny James is. You know, I, I think he's more name brand than he is actual talent. That doesn't mean he can't play. It doesn't mean he won't be a good player. But I don't, I don't right now see LeBron, uh, Bronny being like an all-star caliber player. To me, he's a role player. He's a bench player. I could be proven wrong. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I've only seen a limited amount of him. But we're going to find out uh, oh, probably this year. Get a, get a much better view of, of how good Bronny is. And he's definitely going to play with his dad for one season. Uh, until that happens, LeBron is coming back. Yeah, I know I know they love making a big deal out of it, but uh, it's like, yeah, we, we all knew this. It's, it, it, it's nothing shocking about it. But you know what? I, I mean, it, the guy can still play. I mean, he's not the best player on the planet anymore, but he's still pretty good. Now, can he carry a team to a title again? No, I don't think so. But he doesn't suck. So, now, LeBron is still a great player. I mean, the, the fact that he's the age he is, has played as many years and as many minutes as he's played, and has continued to be an elite performer, there's not really any words you can put into that. The, the guy is just a, a marvel of a player. Now, he's got, he's got some ego issues, but find a player who's that good who doesn't. Uh, and, and he's got some issues with uh, his front office because he keeps wanting Rob Palenka to go do this and go do that, and Rob hasn't wanted to do that because we've seen LeBron the player is way better than LeBron the GM. Uh, they didn't go and get Kyrie Irving, and they didn't go and get James Harden, and they didn't go and get whomever else. They've, they they don't, don't even want to sign Anthony Max because they know He's gonna play 50 games next year, and they'll play four, and then they'll play like we don't. They don't know what they're gonna get out of. He's always hurt. Did you see the video of Anthony Davis doing the boxing drill? Uh, the guy who was like five foot four. Yeah, I did see that. It's, it's, it's hilarious. He's he's yeah. sparring with a guy who's literally five foot four. Anthony Davis is like six eleven, and the little guy's whooping his ass. I mean, it was it was hysterical. I mean, he's, he's sitting here like fighting like Kevin Hart with headgear, and he's losing. And he's like, "Yeah." And that dude punch. That dude's punches were so slow. I mean, you could have filmed an entire movie by the time that thing got undone. So, like, basically every NBA player knows if Anthony Davis tries to buck up on you, you could hit him six times before he gets a punch off. Like that dude's not winning a fight. All right, that's Patrick Creighton, who is uh. Nice enough to jump in here today. If, you, if you're showing up late, uh, AJ had a, a work emergency. And you know, I've talked about this before. Like people, people want AJ and I to do this like every day. And it's like I, he, he can barely make one, day, one hour a week for me because uh, all this great, great stuff he does at, uh, uh, at pregame. So, uh, uh, so Pat was uh, gracious enough to jump in on really short notice. Uh, Pat, I appreciate the time, man. And we will, we will talk again soon. It is my pleasure, my man. Take care, Falcon. Right. As long as I don't die. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, I was hoping to get uh, my man, lawyer Dave, on. Uh, he's but he just got back. Also very busy. He just got back from uh, uh, Europe, and so he's a little bit of catching up to do here. But uh, gonna see him tonight for uh, for steak night and uh, get caught up with him. But if you've had any kind of accident, anything go wrong, seven one three six two six eighty nine hundred Mestamaker and Straub, and he will, uh, he'll take care of you. 
And if he, he will also, if you have any kind of legal question, they'll take your call and they'll answer it. And then if you tell them I sent you, they'll, they'll definitely, if they can't help you, they will send you to somebody who can. And more often than not, they can help. Dave handles a lot for me. And uh, I, I guarantee you, though, if you're in an accident, and guys, let's face it, you're in Houston. You're getting in an accident. Those insurance companies have lawyers. You need a lawyer. And uh, the other thing about it, this is it doesn't cost you anything. I mean, he, if he takes your case and doesn't win, then you know what? He doesn't get a dime. He doesn't come back to you and say, oh, well, I need some money now. I didn't win. No, he gambles on himself. He gambles on you. And uh, he will, uh, he'll get it done, man. I'm telling you. 713-626-8900. He's my lawyer. He should be your lawyer. And uh, hit him up and he will take care of you. All right, let's uh, let's go to the uh, Twitch. Largo says his lawyer, Dave, represent falsely incarcerated Twitchers. You know, I was going to praise AJ today. Uh, because all those years back, he was always talking about that making of a murderer podcast. And I finally started watching the Netflix special and I'm glad I'm doing this with him. Not here. I have to say AJ was right. And he's, uh, uh, that show is really, really good. And King of all, which says, damn, I miss Aaron. Don't worry. We'll get Aaron on here. I'm going to get Juggy Trey. I'm going to get a bunch of different people. Um, you know, the plan is. Moving forward with the show, the Monday show, I'm going to rotate two or three people like Tiny Greg is uh, who was on the national show with me is uh, going to do Monday and I'm hoping to get Dr. Linville. I'm working on another guest, but Thursdays I'm going to, you know, AJ is going to give me an hour. And so I think most of you guys would rather hear that, right? Yeah. Don't tell AJ he was right. I was kind of making fun of that today. He's like, oh, you don't get to hear it. Sorry. But, um, but yeah, so I want to I want to have him free to to you know for you guys to hear him because I mean I know he's got his Vegas cast, but this gives him a chance to pop on and talk about all the stuff we used to, you know, midget strippers, you know, how we want our uh, uh, how we want our strippers to be short, and uh, it and you know just some of the fun stuff that we always have done, and it'll be good to to get him back next week, and uh, like I said, I. I reached out and Patrick was happy enough to, to jump on. And so, you know, it's some good stuff there. I mean, Patrick is, is a baseball nerd and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm a TV nerd. I'm, I'm still a football nerd, man. I cannot wait for college football. I mean, I love the NFL, but, uh, I, uh, really, really can't wait until college football starts. So, um, Anyone else encountered a deaf stripper? You know, I got to say, that sounds pretty cool. Because don't you think the signing would kind of add to her dancing? I'm just curious. I, mean, it, I find that very interesting. And, uh, yeah, I, I've never met a deaf stripper. I did meet one one time. And this was probably in the scuzziest place in New Orleans. And she was cute, but she had on like white gym socks that went up to almost her knees. And it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in a strip club. She dressed like she just came off the the street and walked in. And she probably did. Um, but hey, hey, she made some money. I mean, she was cute. 
but it was also New Orleans and you know half the street was filled with puke at the time so it was that time of night and um and king of all witches hey FCC suck it I don't have to worry about them do I and I told I mentioned last week if I uh say something that might be offensive all I gotta do is ask the boss and that would be me so oh well if I want to talk about Ram and Jasmine, I'm going to talk about Ram and Jasmine. So, me and Heartbreakers used to have some winners. Uh, I was, uh, I was there uh, a few times back in the day, and it was like I, I actually I I was I can't remember if I was at the Chronicle or or where, but I was one of the people that helped with the story. They wrote a story about how that church has the sign right next to Heartbreakers, right that says. Jesus heals the brokenhearted, which I, I'm sure is still there, but it became like a big news deal. I guess people were driving down from Houston and saw it and they're like, look at what's going on here. It's kind of like the highway to hell thing we talked about on Monday. Uh, all right. So I got a couple more things to get to for you. I've got a couple weird stories for you, but I just want to let you know, you know, next time I'll mute the Twitch microphone too. I didn't think about it until you guys started commenting on it, but, um, yeah, so it'll it'll be up on Spotify and Apple, and there's no coughing in that one because I did actually uh, uh, mute that one. And uh, drizzle dripping, will we ever will we ever get a John cameo? I'm I'm hoping so. Uh, at some point, I hope to get John. I hope to get Aaron. I hope to get Matt Dean. You know, a lot of your old favorites, and you know, have some fun with it. And then, uh, but yeah, like I said, from now on, barring another incident. Yeah, poor AJ didn't even know what day it was when I texted him to make sure he's so busy. Because usually Thursdays is his easy day, and um, which is why he's, he's agreed to do it on Thursdays. But yeah, I, re I reached out and he was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. And uh, Chuck D, what about Trey's mom? Hey, that's not a bad idea. I have to hit Trey up for that. But yeah, I want to get Trey on for sure. And uh, <laughs> oh, I said... Don't mute the Twitch mic, Fred. If you have a medical emergency, we'll get the responders to you. <laughs> yeah, but there's, I think there's a delay on Twitch, though. So, yeah, it might be too late. Yeah, and, and you know, it's not, not a big deal. It's just I have, you know, this condition that I'm dealing with right now. And, and sometimes it just, um, and this one wasn't too bad. And yeah, guys, I'll get the video fixed on Twitch. I, I, I'm going to work on it all weekend. Uh, that's the beauty of not having much of a life is that I, I can go and play with this stuff and I'm not the most technically savvy guy, but I'm not a, I'm not a technical dumb, so I'll figure it out. But, uh, and, and King of All Witches says it sounds way better this week, Fred. Thank you guys. I mean, I've been working on, on the audio quality and I'm, I'm using a brand new, uh, I'm using Restream instead of that Zencaster and it makes all the difference. And I figured out how to to make the volume work and things like that. Uh, but we're, you know, we're doing, uh, we're, you know, we're going to get better every time we do it. So, and, and you know, the, the cool thing is if I, you know, I don't, I have mixed feelings about this. If I die on Twitch, I'm going viral, right? Like the whole world's going to see it. And unfortunately, I'm not going to benefit from it. It would just, I, I guess we just have to call it the cast and someone would take it over. But yeah, I think he should start a Deadpool. I, I would say over under. Uh, let's let's say into twenty twenty three. How's that sound? 
All right. Uh, I want to uh, one more great sponsor to talk about. And I also wanted to let you guys know, if you want to sponsor the show, just go to thefalconcast at yahoo.com uh, and email me. Uh, we got room for a couple more and, you know, we need we need more people from the Golden Triangle. And uh, we'd love to have you on because we still got people from there. Uh, and again, if you just want to support the show, like somebody mentioned uh, a GoFundMe for a webcam, just uh, send a few bucks to the Falcon cast at PayPal. And that's what I'm using it for is to get new and better equipment all in a, all the time. So, but um, Southern Living Cleaning is the Lake Livingston area leader in providing quality service for your vacation home. And I really, you know, once I finally get the movie deal done, I'm going to be dealing with guys because I'm going to get me a place on Lake Livingston and consultation services to find the right home and location, decor and theme and price points. It's a one-stop shop for all vacation home service needs, cleaning, lawn care, laundry, maintenance, inventory management, and property management services available. Highly trained and dedicated crew. And you know me, I love me some Lake Livingston. Consistent five-star rating from guests and owners. Veteran owned and operated. So... You're supporting a, a great, great company. So all you have to do is go to lanhamindustries.com slash GoDaddy, or you can, give, you can give them a call. It's uh, 936-581-6166 or 346-773-9577. If you don't uh, remember those numbers, man, just hit me up on email or DM me on Twitter, and I'll get them to you. But uh, please work with them. Check them out. They are fantastic. And, uh, yeah, King of all, you've got to get Falcons set up to receive subs and, and bits and things like that. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying the, the advertising model first because that's what I'm familiar with. But a lot of people have been telling me, um, you know, yeah, you should do that. But, yeah, I mean, look, right now, uh, I'm just trying to make enough money to get, get, get through the month. And then uh, we'll see what happens. And... I uh, I hope to get this to where it's, you know, I, I've, I've got some other freelance work, up, but I just want to get this to where I don't have to leave Houston. And, you know, I've got a couple of really good opportunities and one that's totally out of the business, but sounds cool as hell. Um, but it's not in Texas. So this is my home. So anything you guys can do to help uh, support the show would be great. Um, you know, as I've mentioned before on here, the, uh, you know, I'm not in the position I was because I, I lost all my property in the divorce. I got a small piece of the house, uh, and you know, Mac pulled the plug about a month before he, well, we thought he was going to pull the plug. And so, you know, scraping by a little bit and every little bit helps. Uh, all right. So we're going to rank this up, uh, wrap this up with, uh, two things. First, uh, we can call this final thoughts, but uh, this is kind of funny to me when the animals start talk, uh, taking back over. You remember when we uh, used to talk about, oh, what's the, the Planet of the Apes? You know, the monkeys are taking over. The robots are taking over. Do you ever think the otters would take over? Uh, there's an aggressive sea otter in California that is stealing surfboards and riding them uh, to the place called Steamer Lane. It's a point break nestled along Santa Cruz. Uh, so a lot of really good, uh, uh, a lot of really good surfers there. 
But there's a five-year-old sea otter, and she's repeatedly confronting surfers and kayakers. Uh, and the otter hoists itself out of the ocean onto the boards while surfers sit back in awe. Sometimes she's chewed on the boards or forced surfers to surrender their boards altogether. So it's not enough that the robots are going to kill us or that the monkeys are going to kill us. But now we got sea otters joining in. So, yeah. And then the other story is from Atlanta. And, okay, I, I have a theory on this. Uh, an Atlanta, Atlanta man tried to rob a nail salon. And everybody just ignored him. He walked in, says, everybody get down, give me all your money. But nobody reacted. They just sat there like, nope, we're not doing anything. He had his hand in his bag like he was holding a weapon. And I kind of think, all right, here's my theory. That whole place had to be stoned, right? Because that's how I'd be if I'd eaten a bunch of ed uh, edibles. I'd be sitting there going, yeah, man, yeah, here, take what you want. You want to take my nails? Okay. Um, but it's so weird that the whole place just didn't do anything. And they just ignored him. And uh, the owner even decided she was going to answer the phone during the attempted robbery. And then a customer stood up to go outside. Although she did, he, she, he did snatch her purse as she walked outside. But uh, he finally left and uh, frustrated. So anyway, uh, those are your final thoughts for today. Uh, Monday, uh, Tiny Greg, I'm going to reach out to a couple other people. And man, once again, I appreciate you so much. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll keep getting you entertained. AJ will be back next week. And, and uh, yeah, a couple more advertisers. And this thing's going to be right where it needs to be. So uh, thank you all so much. Have a great Thursday. Have a great weekend. If you, uh, you get out and uh, I'll probably be at PJ's tomorrow night for karaoke. We'll see if you're out and about. But otherwise, uh, I'll definitely be at the, the Phoenix tomorrow afternoon. So uh, thanks again, guys. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I uh, look forward to Monday. Until then, stay sportsy, Gulf Coast badasses.